0: Crumbs up, clumbs up, crumbs up, crumbs up,
1: Transatlantic Rants, episode 13, unlucky for some, <laughs> I'm Fraser, <laughs> my name's Fraser, I'm over in Canada, I'm joined by Jeremy over in England, hello Jeremy. Hello, Good tag. How are you? Yeah,
0: I'm, yes. I'm alright, thanks, just uh, good. taking a break from painting to do this, this rant session, so um, good. Yeah, it's been fun. I'm doing the kind of painting thing at the moment where you, you, I've got, you know, you have like a, 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 a wall that's like slightly darker than the others. They call it something, don't they? And they call it like a, um, a statement wall or something or other. Well, I've got like a statement wall and then I've got the other colors and then obviously I've got the white ceiling. And as I'm going around, I'm bodging it. So I'm accidentally going from the dark to the white. So I then go over the white again to make up. And then I do my little edges. And then I've gone over the dark bit with the white. So I then have to go over the dark, over the white that I've just done. That's literally, it's like an endless cycle
1: of pain that's just taken me weeks. I'm just looking at this stuff. I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you because you seem to be doing it every week. I've just gone
0: on. Honestly, it's half the house. I'm just there with my head set on this into the same old dross of music and just painting and repainting over the mistakes and then stepping in paint and getting the worst stuff is is the, the mat. you know we're talking about the matte gloss the matte gloss yeah is that stuff because it just drips like anything so it's like speed paint. so you're trying to like paint and then it like drips and you get it on your hands you can't get anything to get it off because kind of like welds itself onto your flesh and then you try and do another bit and you get that welded onto your flesh and you literally just come out covered in paint I've got it all over the floor I'll have to write my dad back in, I think. Dad no, don't also given, come and make more of a mess. At least he put towels on. I didn't even put anything down. I think I can like wing it. I think I'm good enough to so not have to put down covers and stuff. So I just go along, no coverage, mess everywhere, step back in some paint, put some white, put some ah bad enough.
1: Yeah, I did some painting the other day. I there's two things, there's one I had I was painting the whole thing's the same colour, it's this blue. And I was looking at the ceiling, and the ceiling was definitely a different shade of blue than what i just put on the walls, which I guess was the lighting. So I just had to sort of trust in what I'd done and redid it. And plus, every time I do another stroke or whatever with the roller, it looked a completely different color from everything else. So it took me a while to get used to that. But I used acrylic, which was great, because that just washes off with water. So that was, I think it's acrylic or latex. Isn't that what the under uh, latex, yeah. And the undercoat, though, the undercoat was the stuff that was just brutal. We used this stuff that just, you can't get it off. The brushes were just thrown out. Just throw out the brushes. Don't even try to clean them. Just paint one day and then throw everything out. That is it, mate.
0: That is the way ahead. I used to when try you... and do that. We're Putting it in white spirit, washing it off, wiping it, that... ragged it. Oh, mate.
1: No, that's it. When you're having to use these industrial chemicals to try and clean the brushes at the end of the day, and then your skin's all white and peeling off because yeah, you're trying to clean the brush. it's burning off. <laughs> it's
0: burning off. You're there with white spray. I have to sit down and try and get it off my feet because I go in there kind of bare feet. I've got this um, pair of old shorts and this T-shirt, and, and literally the T-shirt has just got clumps of filler various different paint and God knows what and it absolutely stinks at BO I have to like put it on it's like putting on like a stra- uh, it's like a fox in a trap trying to sort of like free itself I have to put this thing on I can <laughs> just smell the armpit that's just festering <laughs> away and um I've had it for about three or four weeks now this just it, it just freaks me but I don't want to mm.
1: face another t-shirt no I'm the same I have a painting t-shirt that I use so I understand that so we got a couple of things we're going to talk about today. Um, I think what are we going to start with? Halo Four, that came out. I'm going to give you a quick rundown of Halo Four and my first impressions. Cool. And I got it. Uh, then one topic that we uh, probably a, little, a week or so late, but we suddenly realised that we would probably need to cover was the Di- uh, Disney's uh, purchasing of LucasArts, or Lucasfilm. Yes. Same thing. Whatever. So um yeah, the small matter of that. Uh you wanted to talk about Freddie Starr, celebrity in the UK who's now getting a grilling. I did. Yes. I also I also have grey hair as a topic.
0: <laughs> yes. That's a big topic for men of our age, you know, that kinda of like 40 to whatever. What are you now?
1: You're not 40 yet, though, are you? No,
0: I'm 40 in April, but I feel 50.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah, just a little bit older than you. You know how old I am. 42. No, you don't know how old I am. (laughs) (laughs) 43? 41, you get. 41! Lovely. And uh, then there was a little question at the end that we're going to cover about an animal.
0: Yes. If if I were an animal, what would I be? I'm going to suggest what I think you are. excuse me and kids at home you can do this with your friends Choose an animal and obviously people will try and go for like love panther or something or other but um yeah we'll see how that one goes
1: love panther a love mitten okay alright um I sported a new headset because I had trouble with mine this morning I don't like this headset it doesn't fit on my head and it just feels like it's going to fall off good which and it's the same headset that I bought you.
0: It is. I like mine. Fits on my big head.
1: Oh, that's alright then. As long as you like it, that's good. Okay, uh, do we need to talk about what we've been up to?
0: No, I reckon yeah. we go straight into Halo. Let's I, go straight I, I, in I, with it. i to know what you think of it, because I haven't played it yet.
1: Yeah, okay, because I didn't get the last episode out till a few days ago anyway. Um, okay, yeah, so Halo 4 was released on Tuesday last week. I was telling you that I was sitting on the fence about getting it straight away, um, or I could have been talking out of my arse and would go buy it as soon as I could. Guess what happened? Uh, So I spoke to someone at work, and he said, Are you getting it? And I said, All right. And then I went and got it. Straight away after work. Yeah.
0: Following the herd down to Apple, buying some Apple stuff, the Apple Mini, buying the Halo 4.
1: Yeah, well, uh, the Halo, fr- hey, ha- buying Halo has a little bit more sentimental value in it for me as well. Cause I was there, I remember I bought an Xbox spe- specifically for Halo 2 to play the multiplayer. And I got that on release day. Same with Halo 3, I pre-ordered that and got that on release day. So Halo 4, it was a little bit more of the same. So, oh! And there we go. A little bit more of the same. See yes. what yeah, you see what I did there? Yeah, guess I where I like Guess so where I'm now. going with this, yeah.
0: Get on with it, then.
1: Well, oh, there's no need for that.
0: Well, get on with it, come on.
1: I am getting on with it, yeah. so. Right. So I went to the store.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: on a time. In a faraway galaxy. And I asked the man for Halo 4. Um, he gave me Halo 4 and I took it home.
0: Was he happy to give you Halo 4? Was he the, did you buy it from, like, Game Station or
1: something? Actually, I bought it from GameStop. Here's one of the things I did do during the day was um, I didn't pre-order it. I pretty much figured out I'd be able to get a copy. I don't believe in this pre-order rubbish anymore. And uh, so I phoned him up during the day, and he answered the, answered the phone. Hello, GameStop, EB Games or GameStop or whatever they are. And uh, I just went, guess what question I'm going to ask you? Have I got Halo 4? Oh <laughs> Yeah, that's right.
0: Did you tell him how old you were?
1: No, he found out when I got there. <laughs> yeah, we have Halo 4. Of course we have it on launch day. Okay, so I got the game and I trotted home. And I waited uh, until my uh, son had gone to sleep. Because um, he was on a video game ban. Uh, and then I loaded it up and, uh, and cracked on with it. And it's a very... Um, Uh, Much of the same Halo, uh, good looking game, the graphics are phenomenal, Uh, definitely worth seeing just for the, I'd like to say worth seeing just for the graphics, obviously that's probably not the case, you expect a bit more, Um, but the graphics are phenomenal, Um, more than impressed with what they've done with that, it's a beautiful looking game when you come in, it's not often, do you remember some of the old games when you first used to play Multiplayers or first-person shooters—you were like in another world. Like Tomb Raider was like that, right?
0: Tomb Raider, Oblivion. When you first loaded Oblivion on the 360, and you just saw those sweeping fields, and you thought, it was—it was a moment.
1: I'm in another world. Yeah. You were almost transported there, and it was just amazing to be in a 3D environment. Even earlier uh, Super Nintendo, uh, Nintendo 64 games were like that. Like I'm in. A virtual world. It's virtual reality, man. It's the future. And it was the future in the palm of our hands. Anyway, I miss that sense of being in the other world. And one of probably one of the last games it did, it was Bioshock, was pretty good at doing that, I think, when you when they are in the opening credits for Bioshock. Anyway, so I think Halo 4 does that pretty well. They have excellent sense of it being... Really, really big. Um, I don't know how, why or how they managed to do that, but it just seems to be a very, very big, open, expansive, massive high ceilings. You know, big. It's in the first few ke- levels, you're underground or in spaceships or whatever. Everything seems pretty big. Uh, it's very impressive. The weaponry looks fantastic. The graphics are phenomenal. Um... And uh, yeah, they just seem to have just done a very, very good job. Yeah, but,
0: but but how does it play when you're wandering I'm around? To, okay, I'm get,
1: get into that. All right, because just you know, just to paint the picture, it's like it's beautiful. yeah, you've
0: said that about 15 times now. We know every every listener now knows that it's very good looking game. What does it do?
1: I have, but I think the fact that I'm saying that a couple of times illustrates, the fact that it is very visually very impressive. <laughs> It's a wonderful open, expansive world. <laughs> it is, um, yeah. And plus, there's a different feel to it as well because these other guys have done it, so they've definitely humanized the Master Chief and Cortana. Um, so the Master Chief seems to speak a lot more. Um, he seems he a talks. lot more. Yeah, he talks loads more. He talked before. Has he? he? Yeah, but not much. And in I this one, he's
0: sort of like. Sort of a, a Judge Dredd, don't say anything kind of like person. Never took his helmet off, did he?
1: Judge Dredd used to talk all the time. Yeah, but he never took his helmet off. Well, that's a terrible example of someone who.
0: Well, was, okay, that's a bad example. <laughs> you, you never knew what Judge Dredd sounded like until Sylvester Stallone ruined it for everybody by taking his helmet off and talking.
1: Yeah, so did you, did you, you see the new one?
0: No, I haven't. The British made one.
1: I don't know. Is it British? We're going to have to see that one, definitely. We'll have to yeah. Talk. Um, yeah. Anyway, so like yeah, he talks a lot more, which is good because he's you know. What's I he think sound like. Does
0: he do a Christian Bell kind of like talk deep voice like that?
1: Yeah. Well, he's got a distinctive too. If you. What did he call it? Well, if you hadn't destroyed your memory through drink and drugs, you'd probably remember that, what he sounds like because he's talked before.
0: I Do you know? I I thought he was completely silent. He just used to stand there like some muppet while everyone <laughs> spoke around him.
1: But i'll tell you I'll tell you what though i 'll tell you who doesn't talk who doesn't stop talking is that cortana is cortana right remember the blue girl a i oh that yes around and talks around talk right okay so basically when she talks all over the place they 've really changed her she's got she's really more defined she's just grown massive boobies and she's got a big <laughs> she's very <laughs> come buxom. on back yeah the <laughs> yes, the <they're> wham back <laughs> Huge jam batners. Uh, do you know what?
0: Uh, I, do, I have to say that whenever I'm playing a game, and this is the same on, on massive they've they've created a droid, and she's got robotic breasts. And I, I don't know, some people find all sorts of various different things erotic. You can be on the bus and a pair of, like Bill Hicks, to say, in a pair of tight jeans, and just look out the window, and, and that whole movement creates something erotic, or looking at a robot. I, I never understood the Tomb Raider finding her... Erotic or sexual, um, but there you go. You know, but I, I just love the fact that game developers have to just create these really slim waist, these absolutely massive bomba um just to sort of put in the kids vote. It's great. <laughs>
1: <coughs> well, I was doing some analytical research on her figure last night, and uh, oh, she's
0: not exactly.
1: <laughs> <that make> <laughs> well, I was just looking at. <laughs> my wife <her>. <laughs> <laughs> My wife had gone to bed and I was looking at her. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, well, now you see quite a lot of it. This is the thing. I think what they've basically, they've really humanized Cortana and the Master Chief in this. And, okay, basically, this isn't really a spoiler, but her AI is starting to, um, I, you know what? I find still again. I find it difficult to follow the stories. I find them so boring. i just not anybody interested. Anybody
0: paid attention to any of these stories?
1: I don't... Yeah, well... Do you know, do
0: you know, it just reminds me of, like, porn films. No one cares about the story. They just want to get straight on with the action, get on with it. And they keep having this, like, background thing. It's like, get on with the meat of it.
1: Excuse me. Th- well, I think a Halo of stories are very important. I know there's a couple of guys I know who have read all all the books and things like that. So the story is important, right? But anyway, so they seem to have really humanized the Master Chief, or John, as he's known. Oh, no! Uh,
0: No, hold on a minute, hold on. (laughs) They've got to stop calling John McClane, John Connor. Everyone who's a hero, his name's John. I don't know anybody called John. Well, I know a lot of people called John, and none of them are heroes. They normally are like the nerds just in the back. Doing something or other, <laughs> wandering down the street with a newspaper on their arm. That's the Johns I know.
1: They're more likely to be shoplifters than heroes.
0: Yeah.
1: So, anyway, uh, 117? John Barrett. I don't know. Anyway, so, Cortana's, uh, Cortana is basically degrading, right? So, then there's some solution to that stopping and John's got to get a, just, let's call him the Master Chief. Johnny! <laughs> John, John's john got to get her to uh, whatever, so she says, I'm going to die, or whatever, I'm going to disappear, and he says, I'm not going to let that happen. So suddenly, it's turned into a bit of a love story, oh. which is just, yeah, which...
0: Isn't she just I don't a, m- a nothing? She's just an image.
1: Like yeah, she's a, a hologram. Yeah, she's like Rimmer. Yeah. Ugh. But I that's okay. Where is it? I quite like that. I quite like that, that they gave them some characters and they've humanised them and whatever and given them, a, a, you know, something to... I like to the fact that she's with. degrading. Sounds really like- sexy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she keeps going on about something de and ram and or something. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Uh, but uh, then once you get past all that, then it's back to... Uh, it is this, it's the same old thing. And they have some new enemies there, but... It's the same old thing again, mate. This is the problem I have with it, is... I started playing on Heroic, and you get down to whatever you're doing. And you've got to blast... You know, obviously the first level is you getting used to the weapons... And what buttons to press, and how to jump and crouch. And then you f- fight your way through the first level of the ship. And then you go through a corridor while it loads up. And then you go and fight through another sort of load of bad guys. Then you go through a tunnel while it loads up the next section. Then you fight through the next bunch of guys... Then it gives you a warthog to go drive around with. Now, that sounds like every Halo game I've played so far. Then you fight through another load of people. So, yeah, it's good. The weapons, there's tons of weapons. I can't even keep track of all the weapons. Because there's a third bunch of bad guys, right? And they all have their new weapons. But really, all their weapons are just yellow versions of all the everyone else's weapons.
0: Can you get in the Banshees?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you've been able to do that for a while. So,
0: what about the, the single things where you lie down in them? Didn't a couple of the, the versions you could never get in them?
1: Lie down in them?
0: Well, you know the ones that you lie down in and you fly no. up and sit in the sky. They like was they were like a single fighter.
1: What the purple ones? Yeah, that's a banshee.
0: Was oh, it all right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, you can get in those. And they got the ghosts, the banshees, the warthogs. Have you gone on to the the multiplayer? Raves. Yeah, well, you know, and that's where it's really going to shine. The multiplayer's going to be fun. Um, see,
0: thing. I have to say, just on this point, man, about the multiplayer, is that I would like us to see an over-30 multiplayer. Anyone from Microsoft listening into this, because I'm so sick and tired of... Hey, come on, everybody, you fucking waker! All righty, guys, so come on, we're going to go down a fucking river. And just these little stupid kids on it. I want mature, older people going, get stuffed! stuff, you fucking... Shit, <laughs> <laughs> you know, in a deep voice, not little kids. Right? Well, you've sworn it. I want
1: someone older. Um, yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing with the Halo Four release. You know, I got on the other night, and my friends list, you know, had I think twenty-one people were playing Halo Four, right? So, you know, if you get in, you get in here on the first day release of a big title like that. Then I was able to get into some multiplayer games with people on my friends list rather than other people, so, but anyway, it's good, it's good, but it's you know, same and as. it's still the, same. the same, same old, it's the same old stuff, and again, you know, is that good or is that bad, so, do you want me to give it my marks out of ten, uh, easily, you can have a nine for Halo 4, it's pretty phenomenal, in terms of, as it, you know, as what it is, it's excellent, it's an excellent shooter, it's beautiful. You know, the characters are good, the multiplayer's fantastic, But behind all that is supposed to be all the forge and the level creations and things like that. So as a package and, and you know, as a product, I think it's fantastic. And easy to give it nine, nine and a half out of ten. I can understand why. It deserves, it's very definitely worthy of a high mark.
0: Yeah, but, mate, if, if it's still the same as... I mean, the Warthog, okay, it was a genius vehicle, and it was completely indestructible, and you could run around and do whatever, although you can actually blow the thing up, okay? Um... But I I just thought they'd get more vehicles in. Uh, What was the big, massive tank thing that you had, the big turret? I love that. The
1: Scorpion. The Scorpion, yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that, getting in more vehicles, going into Yeah, well, they had a new vehicle. They have a walker, this sort of two-legged walker type thing that you can get in. So um, we got into that last night, and that was pretty good. Yeah, exactly. Do you knock it down points because it's more of the same? Because they're still trotting out, wheeling out the old girl.
0: If you're gonna lead then you need to change things. You need to like be more dynamic. You've got to stop doing playing safe. I think that's the problem with a lot of games that they just completely play safe I and mean, then it's just you know, literally all you're buying is more levels at the end of the day. You're buying the same thing with more levels back bunged onto it. And i might just call it Halo the Same and have more levels put on it because okay, if it looks better, great, but I was hoping there was gonna be more vehicles that in a in a in a multi sort of like player environment that you could you could perhaps well, I don't know if you can, but you'd be perhaps a sniper, an infantryman, or whatever, and you'd actually work to be that type. Because everyone who plays it is you get the little weasel that just sits there with a sniper rifle, he's managed to get up some cliff rock just plugging you in the head every five seconds. Then you get the gun ho kind of me type that jumps in the, the warthog and just literally just crashes it with all these people in the back shouting and swearing at them. <laughs> Or you get, you know, you get this sort of the planner or, or the le- you know, I just, I just think it could have developed more, really. Well, I'm going to yes. still get it. I mean, crikey, you have to, don't you? you know?
1: Yeah, well, you know, that's the problem, isn't it? it is its it? I know. No, you're definitely right. You're definitely right. And it's call of duty syndrome, I'm going to call this from now on. It's more of the same. Repack, you know. Yes, it's repackaged. It's the meal that you've eaten before. It's still a bloody good meal. But, yeah, it's more of the same. So,
0: steak and chips. But a nice. Oh, no, it's, steak. no, it's
1: a little bit more than steak and chips. I know you're shooting for the moon there. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> go on. Mate, uh, to be honest,
0: what would you have Hey,
1: eh? I was thinking more like filet mignon, but there you go, steak oh, you're and chips. But you go, boy.
0: i tell you what, everybody out there, their last meal would probably be something wholesome and whatever, rather than poncy, small French food.
1: I'm sure it would be, I'm sure it would be, but, you know, whatever, it's like still, if you went to a restaurant and you want, you want the same excellent meal that you had before, it's still an excellent meal, but you've had it before, right, so, yeah, that's, you know, um, so it's good, so I, you know, I'll give it 9 out of 10, it's excellent, um, but yeah, Uh, you know, it has a couple of new things, whatever, okay, so let's move on, that's Halo 4. Cool. Get it, it's good. Yeah. So, okay, the next thing we were going to talk about was, um, as we're on the subject of m- m- flogging a dead horse <laughs> and milking a cow. Milking it. Milk that cow. Just milk it. Shut up, milk uh, it. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, George Lucas announced that he lo- was thinking about retiring. Good. Um, this is what I like. He it, Now he's thinking of retiring, so he sold... Uh, Lucas Arts to Disney for four billion dollars. Is that um, much? Yeah, four billion. <sighs> two billion in cash and two billion in in uh, stock options for Disney. Good, goodness. Not bad. R- old, build up your company and retire. Build up your company, retire and sell it. He's done all right, isn't he?
0: He he. On this this note, he said some years back. He would never, ever let the franchise go into anybody else's hands, that he would stop at the six films. And then they had him again, obviously just turning his back completely on that and turning around and saying, actually, by the way, I'm going to sell it. I've seen it and witnessed on the Vodafone adverts that we have over here where he uses Yoda Of all the various different things he's done in that franchise, of just milking it, of going to the bottom of the barrel, smashing through the wood, digging a big fucking hole (laughs) for himself, and keep going to the earth's core, of sniffing out and snivelling every last drop of money that you can get out of that franchise. Honestly, it's like, uh, he's, it it reminds me of various um, actors who win an Oscar for like a great performance and then do the most tiresome. Shitty film they possibly can for the money. Halle Berry did it. Charlie Theron, it's normally actually women that end up doing it for some reason. They win a big an award and they do it, and then it's like you had your three films that for everybody we worshiped enough of them. Then you bought out three sh- shit films to be honest. It was literally like the, the way that The Matrix went. You know, the first one was was, was, was genius, really the matrix and you thought that's great leave it like no no we have to do another one with people dancing in a big kind of like rave thing and then this over kind of like shoot 'em up thing with droids running down and blowing everything up
1: now i know hold, i it. know hold, i know hold that thought because that's actually you're you're predicting the future here because that's coming into what i'm going to talk about in a minute so but um yeah he so he sold it for for four billion he said he's going to retire good Although then he's going to be kept on as a creative consultant, so it doesn't sound very much like retiring to me. How do you think they're um, going to, have to do with these films? You know what? I it, it can't do any worse because if anybody screwed the pooch, it was Lucas. You know, he took <laughs> what was the <laughs> pooch. <laughs> mate, honestly, is that the right expression for that? I think he's I
0: taking the Mickey, right? And I think it's all oh. gone a bit Mickey Mouse. It's me.
1: gone totally Mickey Mouse. Will do. Yeah, well, he screwed it, didn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Mickey. What, marker? <laughs> <laughs> I still got. <My> <laughs> I'm still ill from last week. Yeah, you know, right. Like, <laughs> I am. No, my balls. Are going to drop? My balls will drop one day. <laughs> one day my balls will drop. I are <laughs> <dream, laughs>
0: floating in the air. Uh, seriously, yeah. I, I. I the thing that I, I really despise about Lucas, and I know that he's worshipped in the US like a sort of like godlike figure, and obviously people want to be Jedi's and put their religion at that, which I just find so there isn't enough tragicness in it. But the fact it's a little bit like watching England play football is that with those films, you all we all went to see them because we still believed that something good was going to happen, and like watching England play football, we still even believe now that after all the tiresome rubbish and Crack performances, we still believe something's good And we'll still go and see Disney's version of the Star Wars films Who, to be honest, and let's face it With the Bond films, and I'm trying to be sort of glass full here When other directors have come in Like Skyfall and taken over the franchise They've actually improved it I'd like to see Quentin Tarantino do a Bond film I'd like to see um
1: I'd like to see Quentin Tarantino do a Star Wars film
0: Yeah <laughs> Yes Oh, can you imagine that?
1: My lightsaber. You shut your. It's wallet. the one. <laughs> it's the one that says whatever, motherfucker. <laughs> what does he say? His wallet. I can't remember. Monty Troll. Um. <laughs>
0: oh, what does it say? says, like cool motherfucker or something or rather.
1: Something like that. Yeah. See, you don't even know. I don't sounded know. good. But
0: I, I would like them to be in like the, the, the de- you know they could have in the Death Star cantina, and literally the guy just gets up with his guns and just starts robbing everybody and he can be like a Darth... They start, they start calling Darth Sith and Darth Maul and Darth Dick and shit like that.
1: <laughs> 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 yeah, well, it was just... The writing was on the wall, man, when they did Jedi. You know. But do you know what? It's what they did. So he did Star Wars, right? Which was fantastic. It was totally off the wall. It was like nothing anyone had ever seen. We yeah. all enjoyed, And we all enjoyed the ride. It was fun. Then, Empire goes into the hands of another director, and he went a bit dark, didn't he? He almost rebooted it, in a way.
0: Owen Kirshner, I think his name is.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I'm not sure, but that was good. That was good. And then Jedi just went in the toilet. Oh, God,
0: the little beds, <laughs> The little care beds that they had running. Do you that know, the care beds came out just after that, I think? Or did they come out before? I don't know. You can see Harrison Ford just looking around thinking, what am, what am I doing in this? <laughs> Where, where's the paycheck? What, what happened here? You know, just thinking of these stupid little men, little dwarfs in 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 bear <coughs> yeah, you
1: know, running okay. around
0: with like rocks attached to sticks.
1: Although, okay, I have a, I have one point here which I just like to bring up. A couple of points actually. Go on. Then. First of all, right? Okay, you're the you're the Empire, right? You're the um, emperor. Yeah. You got this grand scheme of how to dominate, right, by building this massive Death Star. Okay? You plough all your resources into building this Death Star and then a group of rebels uh, find a weakness in it, kill it uh, and uh, shoot something down an exhaust port and destroy your Death Star, right? Yeah. Would you build another? It's not quite working, is it?
0: No. It's not <laughs> like that thing, isn't it? They had that, that thing where you make your one fundamental weakness and it's almost like was he thinking sexual? of having the sperm going into the egg and then it exploding. Was that his sort of imagery when he was creating that?
1: I have no idea what you're talking about.
0: When they blow up the Death Star, they fire these two little bullets, don't they, into the hole, and it was like sperms firing into, like, the egg.
1: I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) Yes,
0: you do. We all know that there was some imagery there. Obviously, with Darth Vader's big sort of cock helmet, there was a certain amount of uh, imagery in that. Um...
1: My point really was more of why would you build another Death Star when the f- that really wasn't the best plan in the first place. Well, why okay, I a
0: floating target in the middle of the, the universe? Everyone's just going to come and have a go, aren't they?
1: Well, exactly. Yeah.
0: Why not just have a little base like the Rebels did, hidden away, and then do the your Emperor's from there?
1: The Emperor's management style is full of flaws. Absolutely full of flaws. He couldn't run a corporation. Well, he didn't you know run a corporation. <clears throat> I,
0: I, I, I also want to say that I think taking... Star Wars, okay, it's nice because I think people do want to see some more. I'd like to see Han Solo and his kind of like his early years of smuggling and stuff like that. So if they wanted to do something quite cool, they should do that.
1: I think yeah, but just... you know what the problem with that is? They'd bring back Harrison Ford to do the role. He'd be God. 70 years old playing an 18-year-old.
0: But well, he was so poor in the last Indiana Jones film. So Hold that
1: thought. Uh, we're coming back to that. Do oh, <laughs> just... you
0: want to do what you okay. want to do then?
1: I'm going to do it. I'm going to just say one more thing. Here's another thing, just to ponder over, right, which I just was reading about yesterday, right? So when Star Wars, when they go to Moss Eisley, right? Is it Mos Eisley? You, where you'll never find a more heinous or a wretched hive of scum and villainy, right? Isn't highness. that what's... Uh, never mind. You'll never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy, right? Where they go highness. to space? Highness, heinous. 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 Heinous, okay. Right. And, okay, so you go, uh, what are they doing? What are they carrying with them when they go there? R2D2, who's got the secret plans to the whole world, or whatever it is, that Princess yeah. Lee has given them, right? You know, so their main, their, their main thing is to bring this droid back safely, right? So they go to Mos Eisley Spaceport, where a more wretched hive of scum and villainy cannot be found, and what do they do with R2D2 as soon as they get there? They leave them outside a bar. Outside.
0: Oh, they do. He's not allowed in there, is there? Yes.
1: Right. Does that make sense to you?
0: I don't know where you're going with this, and I don't think. Well,
1: would, you wouldn't even leave my bike outside a bar. Let alone something that's that important.
0: Well, they just shove a little bit of plastic in his in his thing, doesn't he? they? They like shove a little, like, a data disk
1: or something. Anybody'd think you'd have to suspend belief watching these films?
0: Good. I also like the fact that someone sort of made the fact that stormtroopers can't shoot shit. You know, they're firing these laser things all over the place and no one actually gets hit by anything. No. The heroes have a certain amount of um, freedom, shall we say, in their environments to not really get battered when it comes to it. Yeah. And I think that's where they should go perhaps the French way, where Luke Skywalker sort of comes out of retirement and gets killed immediately. And then his son has to, like, pick up the mantle and fight against the forces. And that when um, the Emperor, when he's been thrown up and thrown down into that big hole, you know, at the, the end of Return of the Jedi and, and sort of blows up, actually he survives. His hand survives. And like in the fifth element, they kind of rebuild his body off from that hand. And he comes back something, something dark and gloomy and evil. And that's when he takes over.
1: Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what Disney do with it. They can't really throw it any, put it any further into the toilet than Lucas has done himself.
0: Yes. I don't like the fact that he still looks like Elvis. He's like this fat rocker, isn't he? And he's still... And, and I don't trust people who have had the same image or have looked the same. They've not changed the way they dress. He's always got that check shirt, those snow-washed jeans, that big old fat, that ridiculous bloody beard that he kind of cuts off underneath the neck there, and that silly quiff. I don't like that, and I don't like him.
1: Yeah, well, I don't, I don't blame you. The beard is bad. Right. It's
0: ridiculous. Why hasn't he grown a big bushy beard by now? Why, all that time of growing it. Get a big, full-on, awesome Wells fat beard going on there. Not this kind of stubbly little bit.
1: Huh? Okay, so anyway, when I kept yeah. telling you that uh, to hold off on the movies, the reason was I had a list for you. So quiz for Jeremy. All right. Uh, here's a list. Top ten, and see how many of these you can pick out just off the top of your head. You already got a couple for sure. Top ten movie disappointments.
0: Top ten. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Do you want me to name right.
1: them now then? Give me... Throw, throw a couple. You've already got a couple just by talking.
0: Well, Indiana Jones and yeah, that... Crystal Skull was an enormous disappointment.
1: Yeah, that was number one on this list. Oh, wow. All right. Not saying this list is definitive. It's missing some classics as well.
0: I'd say uh, Tintin Tin that Spielberg did as well was an enormous disappointment.
1: Yeah, I think this list was made before that, so... it's not there on are there.
0: So, hold on a minute. There's some some... When we were talking, a police car went by and there's two guys in those forensic white hoods and shit in our street.
1: Right. Maybe they're trying to find their lunch.
0: No, maybe something's happened like a murder.
1: (laughs) 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 It was murder. It was murder. (laughs) (laughs) All right, sorry. Yeah, maybe Uh, they're just going to clean up a turd.
0: (laughs) Well, they had a spray thing. Uh, Phantom Menace.
1: Uh, Phantom Menace is... Uh, yeah, actually, he's got all the Star Wars prequels. Oh, that excellent. was number two. You've got the top two. so That's, that's pretty yeah. good. Um, Not bad. Go on, uh, And one of them you sent, mentioned earlier was The Matrix. Sequels to The Matrix. Oh, yes.
0: Very cool. Uh, okay.
1: Um, I'll run through the rest of the list here. Uh, number ten, Bruno. Oh, yes.
0: yes. That was such yeah. a
1: shame. Yep, Borat was fan- so, so funny. Uh, Crash... Because didn't Crash win an Oscar or something? Oh, God. Yes, Picture Oscar. yes it did. I never saw it. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean 3. Uh, oh, mate,
0: all, all of those films need to be basically burned.
1: Yep. Spider-Man 3.
0: That was bad. That had too many... That had too, they, they Basically, they should have just kept Sandman in it. They had Sandman in there, and then they literally got rid of him after about... He just didn't really appear. Here. They put too many baddies in
1: yeah. Planet of the Apes, 2001, with your mate Marky Mark. Oh.
0: <laughs> I, I can't stand him in his white boxer shorts and his overcompensating torso.
1: Yeah, you know what? I like him.
0: Yeah, you bet you do.
1: Uh, number four, Transformers. They said all the Transformers films, but I actually like Transformers 1.
0: The, the first was good, isn't it? That's a good popcorn movie. That's that. Yeah. The others were just dire.
1: Um, number three, The Happening... But really, that means anything by M. Night Shyamalan, and ding dong after the village, right? <laughs> the village, don't
0: go over the wall. Uh, okay. They all believe that they should never go over the wall. The whole premise of that film was so dark. In fact, that <laughs> sign was when he should have stopped. When they have, a, it's supposed to be the scary picture of the alien. And it's basically this bloke walking past in a suit, and then he stops, and looks, goes, "I'm in an alien suit." So they're looking at me, and then walks off. Just this, honestly, it was so pony.
1: Yeah, okay. Uh, and that was that. But I think a couple of the ones that I think they missed off there, Superman Returns.
0: Oh, that was, mate. That was a good call. That was very poor.
1: What happened to that? Talk about trying to reboot a franchise into the obscurity. Well,
0: they had this ridiculous thing, and this is the, I, I think they obviously were obviously either running out of money or they just decided that that set where they're on that kind of black rock and they just stayed on that black rock. We don't want fighting on that. We want fighting in the city where big chunks of rock are being thrown around. And you know, it's it's, it's just completely mental.
1: And Kevin Spacey. That's got to keep Kevin Spacey awake at night.
0: I think it does. I think it's going to keep um, the director. What was his name? Yep. The one who did all the. Uh,
1: I don't know who directed it. the X-Men films. I'm not sure. Okay, <laughs> but here's the here's here's the killer one. Do 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 do. You're going to love this one which we have you haven't mentioned Godfather 3
0: yes yeah that was such a shame that was such a cash in and I'm I, yeah very poor the fact that Coppola put Sophie Coppola in there as well as kind of like the woman that this guy was going to do everything he possibly could for when really and no disrespect she looks just like her father in a dress um, probably with less facial well probably more facial hair um, yeah poor
1: It was. I'm going to make a note, actually, to see if I can find a list for the top ten worst casting decisions ever. Yes. Because that's just phenomenally bad. What was he thinking?
0: I don't know, mate. I I think anything that has Marky Mark in it, anything now that has Tom Cruise... (laughs) I tell you
1: what, Marky Mark would have been better than her.
0: Yeah. I I would have gone over high water for, for Marky Mark. You know, I would have killed all the mafia. For Marky Mark monkeys. little monkeys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> i haven't seen that film so i have to try and dig it not? out no
0: oh tim burton tim burton needs to just stick to um, animation because
1: oh right well tim so burton tim burton and his continuous casting of his girlfriend oh god i know unbelievable
0: and and i tell you someone else that i just I, i'm really just becoming more and more loathsome is is, is, is johnny depp I just find that his kind of, like, eccentric kind of acting, he ruined Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. For anyone who remembers the original, which I think was superb, um, the remake of that, again by Tim Burton. Well, he had this very strange set of eyes. All right, kids. And made the whole character of Willy Wonka this emotive, emotionless turd. Honestly, Johnny Depp, just piss off. Just go to France or something and grow a little wispy moustache. Go
1: on. Yeah, is he going out with, uh, isn't he married to Vanessa Paradis? No, nah, they
0: finished, man. Sixteen Do they? years. Yeah, I know. My my wife buys those magazines that normally only fat women with toys on their bed. Normally, you know, where they have lots of fluffy toys, like closer and, and not so closer and
1: hello and okay hello. and yeah, I know. Well, you know what I was thinking about you last night because you wanted to talk about Freddie Starr. Yes. And so Freddie Starr is an old English comedian, in inverted commas, uh, who has been, you know, since the 60s or whatever, has been in the public spotlight for comedy and 70s or whatever. And he's been indicted by, or the finger's been pointed by, a lady who has come forward as somebody that Jimmy Savile molested as a... Child, right? That's right. And she said Freddie Starr groped me when I was fourteen and on the Jim'll Fix It show or something like that. Yeah. So they're investigating Freddie Starr. That's right. Now, from what from what I read, I don't see any other accusations by anyone else. So Freddie Starr may be guilty, maybe not guilty, but he's getting the third degree from the British press, right?
0: Well, I, I, I think in often these cases There is no smoke without fire And obviously Jimmy Savile having 300 people Coming out and saying that he'd done And he did various different things Like rape, all sorts of stuff And it, there seems to be a, quite an enormous cover-up And we discussed in a couple of rants Anybody's a regular on this Listening to the, the Transatlantic Rants Will know that we discussed about you know, How prolific his his kiddie fiddling things were um, It was horrendous now, uh, as part of this, um, Gary Glitter was also sort of indicted as part of one of this sort of like clan of molesters, and um, and Freddie Starr. Now, I'm not saying that Freddie Starr is is a, a molester. I think you know that it is one person saying that he was, he was groped her. Um, but what I, I I found, and it was unfortunately in dire moments, there's always something that's quite comical, was him looking like a bloated ashtray, sitting next to this 30-year-old woman who's his girlfriend, saying that he had no interest in that kind of thing, that he didn't like, sort of like young women or young girls and all the rest of it. When he's sitting down there next to someone who was probably the age of his granddaughter, right? I just saw yeah, the, the irony I thought- of
1: that. I did. I saw the picture yesterday when I was looking up and uh, it did, yeah. I thought, <laughs> thought you might say something about that. What is he, 79 now? I've 79 got... with his 34-year-old girlfriend.
0: I don't think he's that old. He just looks... <laughs> he looks terrible. He he had makeup on in one bit um, where she'd obviously just gone, look, we've got to improve your, the, the look of you. So she put loads of blusher and eyeliner on him by the looks of things. And... Uh, they're interviewing him, and he just, he just looked like he was going to die. Honestly, he looked like this bloated blob. I mean, his whole act in the, in, the, in the 70s and early 80s was him pretending that his mic didn't work, doing Hitler impressions, and singing some of the cheesiest, non-emotive dross while basically going out, and groping his audience, actually. He would go out and do horrendous thing of breaking sets and stuff, and that was pretty much his, his act. So he didn't yeah. really have one. I think that just touches upon a, a point where talentless oiks like Jordan and all of that fucking lot, where they they have nothing to actually to give to, to, to their audience or, or make them amused, seem to survive and make a lot of money. It's like Richard Branson. He's the most uninspiring sort of bumbling oaf, isn't he? He's a billionaire. That must give hope to anybody out there you want to start a business you just have to look at some of the morons who've made money out of providing nothing i'm not saying that Branson hasn't provided anything he's kind of has he's done some big companies. but it's all this <laughs> kind of blah that? Isn't he? And you just yeah, hear him on on, 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 <laughs> on talk shows and stuff. And he's still nervous. He's like, you've been doing this stuff for years. Grow some cajones. Be confident. <laughs> 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 you know.
1: And he's got a beard.
0: And he's got... They always say that men hide behind beards. You know, and well, that... maybe they do. Maybe they don't. Yeah. Maybe George hides behind his beard. Yeah. George, stop hiding behind your beard.
1: Well, he should be hiding behind his beard after what, after what he's done. Um, All right, so uh, so what's your point?
0: Well, my point about Freddie is, is that I kind of think that there's a, a trial, and this is happening more and more, and it's trial by media. We kind of, and I've already done it, as I've just said. I've seen him sat next to his sort of his young girlfriend. I've already thought, yeah, mate, you you did something. And I would not put it past him, and this is my own personal thing. This is no sort of like, you know, so all you sniffing around lawyers or whatever. I just sort of think he potentially could. But he's only guilty when he's sort of been proven to be guilty. And I suppose it's just one woman's word against his, you know.
1: Yeah, well, that's what I was thinking about. Or
0: something or other,
1: and she, you know, who knows? Yeah. Yeah, well, that's what I was thinking about last night, is that it's a, it's a very brutal environment, the UK media. It's oh, it like is. a pack of, The UK, honestly, I look at it, and it's like a pack of wild dogs. You just look for something. The whole of the UK looks for something to get their teeth into. And then they're just going to ravage. And Freddie Starr, you know what, to be fair, if he... Maybe he did grope, or whatever, or, or you know, whatever... An indiscretion, but it was a one-off. If it was a one-off, okay. He's laughing all the way to the bank because what's really going to happen? He's just getting all this media attention. He's feeling all sorry for himself. He's doing the leaving in his Audi and making sure the windows are blocked out. I'm so important. I mustn't be seen. You know what? We know you're in there. What's the big deal? Yeah, milk in it. Oh, man. You know. It's this just a strange, farcical. Yeah, but
0: this is a strange thing about modern-day fame, I use, or celebrity in inverted commas, is that you can be in, especially in America, this happens a lot, where you can go out and have some indiscretion with a prostitute, go on TV and cry and obviously get paid for it. The more you, you muck up and basically make a tit of yourself, the more money that you can rein in from like different interviews. You could be in Hello! magazine talking about terrible experience, charging them two hundred and fifty grand while you talk about it. You know, you almost like you think that you could write a book where there's a PR sort of circus behind you, create awful stories about you that you then get. You know, or there's no truth to them, which means you can then make loads of money by saying that it was terrible, it ruined my family life, it did such and such. This is how like Jordan and all these stuff, where they basically they 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 live off getting fat, getting thin, dumping somebody, going out with somebody else, marrying and dumping and having some trauma, having somebody say something about your children, having, you know, your whole life is your trauma. And if you haven't got a trauma going on, nothing's going to sell. And I look at these women's magazines and I read these stories about Freddie Starr and all these other people who had absolutely nothing to offer when they were doing their career early on. And they just live off this kind of parasitic environment where they're just sort of creating or having stories where they then have to deny and then telling people about their tiresome, tawdry fucking life. Yeah. And that's my point about Freddie Starr's. I don't think, to be honest, that he is guilty. I know that he's being trialled by media. but I don't think he is. I think with obviously Jimmy Savile, that's just absolutely shocking. Um, and shame on you, BBC. And shame on all the news reporters that are out there that didn't carry that story, who didn't have the guts to carry that story.
1: It's well, funny how people is, like I think, I think that's the thing that annoys me, sorry to interrupt you there mate, No, mate, no. mate, I, no. I think that's the thing that probably if I had to sort of take a step back and now I'm thinking about it, is the witch hunt is too late, too late for a witch hunt, whatever, you know what, you're trying to sort of point fingers at some 69 year old, 79 year old guy, you know what, too late. Whoever's trying to make themselves feel better now by starting to dig up the past and do all that. You know what? Where were you 10 years ago? Where were you 20 years ago? What was going on? Yeah. You know, and if the police service is getting all, you know, feeling good about themselves because they're looking into it now and all that sort of stuff. Too late. This is bloody police, man. Sometimes they really do, you know, surely somebody must have made a complaint to the police.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Did they? I don't know the full and this, story. You know, this know. is
0: the other thing that annoys me, mate, is that News of the World and all these, play, all these others had these stories about Hugh Grant doing some such and such or somebody else doing something or other. What is more newsworthy? Finding out that Jimmy Savile? Okay, it's, so what if he's an old man? Did you have some sympathy after he's ruined loads of children's lives? That because he ran in a marathon a couple of times that you would not carry a story like that? Surely you guys knew about this stuff going on. Surely. And none of the balls to do anything about it, you spineless mothers.
1: Honestly. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the real tragedy. Well, you know, it's not the real tragedy, but it's, uh, it's pretty brutal. OK, uh, move on. Moving on. Let's start to get to wrap it up. Um, you want to talk about grey hair? Where oh, did you want to go with that one? I
0: just, well, I, I'm just seeing it more and more prevalent from news readers to anybody it seems who's over the age of 50... He thinks that they suddenly have I've always had brown hair or dark hair and this dyeing effect of hair. We touched upon it last week with Mitt Romney. Paul McCartney suffers from this and what I, I, I want to analyse is where they dye their hair with this kind of boot polish. Obviously we can put a man on the moon but we can't seem to make fake blood or make a hair dye that doesn't look like hair dye. I don't know why. You know, we can make all sorts of chemicals to, to pollute waters and make chemicals to sort of I don't know take and make us feel better but we can't make hair dye and what I, I find that what they've tried to create is this Mitt, Mitt Romney and, and uh, the they put their boot polish on and then they just leave around the sides. they leave some little grey there they let the original grey come through as so, I am going grey but it's only at these little side bits here that's not how grey works I know how grey works because I'm getting loads of it it comes in all little freckles of bits it
1: goes all salt over and pepper the head. Yeah. salt and pepper
0: yeah, it's like a sprinkling, a shaking. It's it, yeah. it's all over the hair. So don't don't be coming along, going on TV with your ridiculous bloody hair dye, like Donald Trump with that stupid wig that he wears, and pretend that you're not, you haven't got hair dye in your hair. Because we know you have. Be a silver fox, like I will be at some point, and be proud of your grey hair. I want all men to be proud that they have grey hair because it shows how long you've been in the game for of life rather than you dyeing your hair and everybody thinking that you're tragic. It's like with the Rolling Stones. Mick Jagger coming on stage with this big, sw- sweeping brown hair. So, mate, you, you, have you suddenly found some sort of cure to stop ageing? Let your hair go grey. Be proud of your grey hair rather than dyeing it all, and you've probably got the little grey little bits, haven't you, where you just let the grey bit. I, I actually am. I, I'm very lucky because I, I haven't actually, uh, you know not gone completely gray I've just got a little bit here at, at the side. But he'd probably talk a bit more like that, wouldn't he? So I've got a nice little bit at the side, here. I managed to get, <laughs> get the whole lot all going brown on top with boot polish. Stop stop putting boot polish in your hair. Go grey. It's just a very quick rant. It's just irritates me. I see people now, I see a lot of men on the train as well, and they're of the older generation, and they've got the boot polish thing.
1: Yeah, yeah you know what I think we need to see more of? What? Wigs. Wigs, man. I want to see. They did, yeah, they got to come back. I was driving the other day and I saw from behind, I could tell this guy. He was just. Either he was wearing a hat or he was wearing the most amazing wig. And I was determined to see this wig. And I was t- racing alongside him, trying to get <laughs> up beside him, trying to get a good view to see what this guy's syrup was on the top of his head. <laughs> oh, man. I really wish I'd followed him. And he was in a really snazzy car, so that, I just put. Two and two together, and i just assumed Did that ever it was. Just, no, I think it was a massive Audi or something like that. And a so wigging.
0: yeah, wig it, man. I have to, I have to question male judgment on that. I mean, women have a certain level of, of I suppose, in their makeup. Um, excuse the pun, of having to to sort of be feminine and have their hair and they dye their hair, and that's that. That's you know, that's fine. That's their thing. But men, we're just ball scratching our scratches. You know, we are a, a sort of breed where other men won't accept you into the clan if you do stuff like that. I could not accept some mate. I'd have to say to somebody, stop dying your hair. Just just go grey, accept it. Accept the greyness. Alright? A lot of men are going bald so they don't have to worry about that. Steve Martin went grey really, really quickly and he didn't bother dyeing his hair. And when he did try and dye his hair, in one film he looked really, really weird. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. There's a film he had and he had his brown hair but I just think you know, that women, acceptable men with... Oh, yeah, but wigs. There aren't enough wigs. <laughs> it's there so aren't hard. enough... Yeah.
1: It's, it's one of those things absolutely shockingly bad, right? But we need to see more. Yeah. It's just so entertaining. There's nothing more entertaining than a bad wig.
0: Yeah, or comb-overs. I want to see more comb-overs. People have started shaving their heads now, which is a, which is a refreshing thing. But I used to love the comb-over. I remember our, our, our German teacher, Mr. Henry he's always had so much saliva in his mouth. And we had those old um, projectors where the fans used to, like, whirl, and they'd put, like, these little plastic micro-sheets, whatever they were called, on, on stuff.
1: Yeah, the old stuff. overhead projectors, yeah. right?
0: And the fan used to blow up the top of his strands of his comb-over up and It <laughs> would go up, sort of parallel. And then as he'd move away, it would drop back down. And then he'd, he'd lean forward to illustrate good and tardy-harpensy. All the hair would fly back up again. And it was kind of like... Um,
1: was it of like a meditative
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like meditating, meditation comb-over. I show it like and then dropping down again. <laughs> I show it and then dropping down again. I loved it. More, more comb-overs, lads. Stop shaving your heads. Let's get some serious comb-overs and some wigs back. Yeah. Let's have a campaign. Bring back wigs.
1: Bring back comb-overs and wigs. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I like it.
0: Here ended the rant.
1: Okay, and uh, the last thing you had on was talk about what, okay, I don't even, what animal am I?
0: <laughs> if I don't
1: even know where you're going with this one.
0: I, I just felt, you know, it might be a little bit left-hilled to sort of think, if you're an animal, what would you be? <laughs> now, I, you look an awful lot like my Jack Russell, Rudy, right? right. I, I think you might be a mongoose. Maybe. An egg stealer. I can imagine just going in and stealing extra <laughs> personess.
1: Yeah, definitely. Probably something of the Stoke family.
0: <laughs> yes. Sort of sneaky but sweet. You know, you can get away with certain things. Like if I caught a mongoose, you'd want to pet it and whatever. And in the meantime, we would probably be nicking the chocolate bar out of your back pocket.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's how you come across.
1: Yeah. What about me? So
0: <laughs> I don't know. It's You're going to <laughs> insult me big time, aren't
1: you? Well, anybody who listened to the show before knows that I already labelled you as the dog. It's manky old mangy dog by the fire. Hair missing. We'll sitting there. It, too close to the fire, but too lazy to get out of the way, so half your fur is burning off the back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Covered in mangy ticks,
1: <laughs> Barking at everyone, but... There's no bark, no bite behind the bark. Yeah, maybe something like that. Um, yeah, or uh, I don't know. Sometimes you just strike me as maybe one of those, um, uh, something like a gorilla in the zoo. You know the ones that just see the other little gorillas that are playing, and then you'll be the big gorilla that will just come over and just swipe the toys that they're playing. Yeah! Or
0: Get out of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, when people come and visit, and they're looking at the glass, I just turn my back, and I've seen that. I've seen the silver and they just. They look at you And they just turn their back And you're like Fuck you Don't you be coming here And staring at me
1: I'm going to pick my nose
0: I'm going to serum Pick things out of my arse yeah. yeah Yeah I can see some, Yeah I probably would That's terrible isn't it yeah, I think it's psychology actually Just on this point That If you If you're friends This is something that That, that, that listeners If you want to do this I, I, I think you should do this I'm going to try and do this Is that When you're in the pub next With your mates Everybody tell What sort of am, animal you are day, okay. and then say, and try and get a collective sort of decision on what an animal you'd like to be. And then, for the next week, try and be a bit more like that animal. So for you, being a mongoose and an egg stealer, basically sniffing around and just seeing where the advantage is, perhaps you could be more of a, 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 a cuddly koala, or a kind of like, I don't know, um, what else a nice animal? A squirrel. I know, squirrels just come and nick nuts, don't
1: they? Yeah, well... Yeah, you've got the thieving thing going on a bit there. An owl. An owl. Yeah, no, come funny. on, an owl. So wise and. What's
0: wrong boring, that?
1: isn't it? Well. What about? Okay, alright, yeah, alright, okay. So up. I'll pretend to be an owl for the week.
0: I'm going I'm to try and. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think that you might try and take on the qualities <coughs> of that animal, of what you perceive them to be. Right. Maybe a new therapy. Let's, let's, let's copyright that therapy.
1: Okay, I'll Thank get right you. on that. Yes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming. Oh, gosh. Okay. All right, we're at the, over the hour mark, so let's wrap it up. A oh. um, couple of things just on the tweet. Uh, I had a tweet, or we had a tweet from Craig. Uh, said the podcast had me in stitches, but he's worried about your mental health.
0: Good right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I stopped worrying about that a long time ago.
0: Yeah, it's, it's been going for years, my friend. <laughs> Whoever's out there.
1: Yeah, he's all right. He'll be. He'll be all right. You don't need to worry about him. Yeah. He'll still be here later on.
0: <laughs> Scratching a flare.
1: yeah, and then <coughs> regarding uh, talking about movie disappointments, and somebody had tweeted back and said, um, "Cause I asked what other movie disappointments we might miss, and somebody wrote back and said uh, this was Pete Hammond. Thank you, Pete." Uh, ...said, controversial maybe, but Prometheus and Cabin in the Woods. (gasps) He didn't listen to last week, or maybe he did. Maybe he did, he's very controversial.
0: Some people might think Cabin in the Woods is is a bit... And i be honest, I agree with Prometheus. That was a big disappointment.
1: I enjoyed Prometheus, though.
0: Oh, Mate, the comedy, watch it again. Please watch it again, and just for the comedy.
1: Yeah, okay. Well...
0: Just try and find out. Try and stick things that are funny, like those big son of worms that are like John Holmes willies coming out and stuff, you know.
1: Yeah. And he said, anyway, so he said, controversial maybe, but Prometheus and Cabin in the Woods not getting that time back. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Good so, point. yeah. Okay. Um, I didn't really have anything else. Uh, Twitter, we're at, at TransRants. And if you want to email... Uh, Fraser at transatlanticrants.com or Jeremy at transatlanticrants.com
0: Yes Please do
1: And I think uh, that's pretty much it Was there anything else?
0: That's it for me, thanks folks
1: Okay, well thanks very much we'll, uh, we'll be back on with the next episode as quickly as possible I think we're trying for next week, we'll see what happens and uh, well, uh, thanks very much Cheers then Okay,
0: then. Turn the <laughs>